All right, we'll see how we go with questions. There's some still coming in that I haven't had a chance to read yet, but here's the one I did get to read uh, first. It said, personal wealth is such a taboo topic of conversation in Western society. I think most of you would agree. How do we make this a more open conversation as a church family in order to challenge one another? Um, I would say just making a first step would be a good thing. So I reckon for most of us, that first step is actually raising it as a topic with a brother or sister in Christ uh, that we trust and respect, who probably needs to work through these things uh, themselves, and just kind of ask them uh, for, for guidance and to help kind of think out loud about some of the big kind of decisions uh, that we're making in life uh, with our wealth and to be prepared to be um, open about that. I love, uh, and I can look around the room and, and see a number of people who have, uh, you know, sort of come and, and caught up uh, with me as a friend over the years and say, we're just thinking about this, you know, big decision in regards to our health. We don't want to do something that's, you know, over the top. We don't want to dig ourselves into a position that we, we can't get out of. And I've just kind of thought out loud about that. I think uh, that is really helpful. Uh, but also what I pointed to before um, uh, is modelling to one another just sort of a willingness not to uh, spend up to the absolute limit of what we can spend in life plus whatever the bank will let us borrow, so that we have a bit of gap in life. That's uh, generally how our world runs now. I found it fascinating reading that uh, silver book I mentioned in the sermon, which was uh, written in 1999, and it asked some kind of questions of, you know, as the turn of millennia, are we going to sort of increasingly run away and get increasingly debted? Will the older generation increasingly spend uh, their wealth and things like that? And I thought... Yeah, almost 25 years later, <laughs> that has continued uh, to sort of run that way. So as I kind of close the sermon, I find actually watching people make uh, choices that are generous at heart for the sake of others just tremendously encouraging uh, for my own heart in generosity. So uh, my other than Jesus boss, uh, Paul Harrington, uh, has always been um, kind of quite key to model this uh, to a church that is... Um, you know, on the, the more, uh, I guess, well-to-do end of uh, the scale around Adelaide. We're trying to change that, by the way, by planning some churches in different areas. Um, but yeah, he's always sort of actively spoken just a little bit out loud about uh, their heart forgiving and the things they support. Um, Paul also drove for many years the, the most absolute wreck of a bomb of a green combi van around, not because he needed to, but just to kind of show us all that, and I'm not just picking on people with nice cars or anything like that, there's lots of ways we can do it, but he actually kind of chose to in, uh, intentionally not kind of spend up to the limit to, to build generosity, but also to teach us that we don't have to have all of these things. As I said, God gives us many good things to enjoy with thanksgiving, we want to cultivate in that a heart that takes some of our excess and, you know, devotes that, you know, to the world's poor and for kingdom-building work. So, yeah, I, I, I wish I could say this was uh, sort of by choice, but our second car also happens to be a, a green wreck of a thing. It's just parked outside with terrible paintwork. <laughs> but um, as I drive it around, I actually notice uh, 
what goes on in my heart that I actually feel different than if I'm driving a family car, which is uh, significantly nicer. I think, you know, as an aside, people treat you different on the road uh, and things as well. So I always try and be exceedingly generous when I'm on my uh, green little wreck of a car. But it's a good thing just to kind of think, oh, actually, we don't need two, you know, uh, beautiful cars. I can drive around a wreck of a, a green bomb and I'm just trying to emulate... <laughs> you know, someone that I really admire uh, and aspire to be more like uh, in, uh, in Paul uh, in that as well. So I think starting the conversation and modelling some of those good choices to one another, when you feel like you're the only one doing it, incredibly disheartening and, and particularly so if you're in a church like that. Part of the reason I mentioned uh, uh, some people not by name and they're, and they're not with us as a church anymore, I didn't want to uh, embarrass them, but as I look to them and, and others in our community as well, I just find it so encouraging to see people making kind of generously big-hearted decisions, but uh, I think it'll take work over time. That's a six-week Bible study I pointed to before. It's meant to be worked through together, meant to be opening scripture. There's some great videos and things as well. So as I said, I'd love our growth groups sometime this year uh, to probably work through that because there's uh, plenty of uh, work to do. All right, keeping an eye on the time, I'll have a quick read of the next question. Uh, yeah, can you comment on the balance between giving to gospel ministry and giving to the world's poor, e.g. compassion? Uh, asking for a friend, of course, uh, was the question there, I like that one. Um, yeah, I, I, I just don't think there uh, is a number uh, that you can come to, or percentage, wouldn't that be nice uh, if there was? Uh, I I know from uh, at least skim reading uh, Craig Blomberg's book uh, that he did say, like, if you have a choice to support something for the world's poor that also ministers holistically to people and actually shares the good news of Jesus, that's a good choice, which is part of the reason we've chosen compassion to partner with and actively uh, promote. Like every child support agency around the world, they're not perfect. There's a few things I would change, sometimes in the way they communicate and things like that. But at their heart, their ministry is to work through the local church in some of the world's poorest regions and give people practical uh, help and support, uh, and uh, as well as sharing the good news of Jesus in that context. So I think there's a, there's a principle there. Um, but I actually think in those sort of situations... Instead of kind of thinking, how should I do it, just actually rejoice in the freedom that we have to give that. Like if we feel really moved at the moment to support a a particular cause somewhere, just think, isn't that great? I have the freedom uh, to kind of do that. Um, For me, I, you know, it betrays some of my ex-corporate banker uh, background. I, I try and think of the things we give to as a spiritual investment portfolio, so I sort of think, yep, we support gospel work, we support a, you know, a local uh, church here. Um, there are lots of things that we have the freedom to support. Uh, so we're uh, supporters of the Bible College of South Australia, training people. We also have uh, historically had one or two uh, kind of sponsor kids, but also some freedom to give to other things uh, as they rock up as well. Um, and yeah, I just I sort of think, oh, I like finding great organisations to support because it's wonderful, you know, with my spiritual investor hat on. Uh, I love having the freedom to try and sort of think who's going to, there's a limited resource here, who's going to do best with my money for, for both caring for the world's poor 
uh, but also for the spiritual and ultimate needs of our world as well. So, sorry I can't give you a percentage on that, but I've talked for a while now. Hopefully some of it was helpful. All right. Uh, Uh, last question. Uh, in the Bible, there's lots of examples of generosity to the poor being organised at a church level. Should every church do this, every denomination? How individual versus how corporate should generosity be? Um, great question. Uh, I think, um, I do think at uh, our heart as a church, we need to be always on about um, the gospel and sharing God's plan of salvation, well, that's the sort of the non-negotiable uh, part that both corporately and individually we're called to. I think the choice between how much we should care for the poor sort of corporately or individually, again, is, a, is quite an issue of freedom for us. I just sort of think, how can we stretch our resources further for the sake of the gospel? So if we do it better corporately together, let's do that. If we can uh, encourage individual passion and uh, uh, encourage more generosity, uh, let's do that as well. So uh, unfortunately, a lot of the books that you read on generosity um, come from North America and nothing uh, against North Americans. It's just their tax system works really well to kind of funnel money into the church and then out again. Uh, We don't have uh, a lot of those sort of things. I I think it's largely a pragmatic concern. So, you know, part of what we do is to have a Compassion Sunday uh, every year to encourage us individually uh, to support the world's poor. We also profile a number of different ministries that we can give to uh, across the church year. But take something like Church Missionary Society, for example. Uh, I think uh, there is, you've heard me probably say, if you've been around the last year, a theological priority that we should all have some skin in the game in taking the gospel to, to every corner of the world. So whilst I would see Bible College SA or Engage Work Faith or different things like that as optional for us, I think uh, being involved in mission is, uh, I, I would say every Christian uh, should have a part in that. Um, one of the reasons we don't decide on a number in our church budget is that I know what church budgets are like. It's going to have a kind of a cap on it. And I suspect uh, the number that we would come up with in a budget meeting would be far lower than what we could do if we encourage everyone to give generously according to their means for the Church Missionary Society. So people are often surprised, why don't you have church mission in your budget at church? It's not because we're stingy. We actually want to promote generosity in that. And CMS uh, actually tell us that that works really well. <laughs> so... Um, that's what we do there. So, yep, that's just a few thoughts on the individual uh, kind of corporate aspect of wealth.